0: what the industry has found and has proven that, you know, it's people with substance and experience and relationships uh, that make the difference between an interesting, you know, startup and a scalable company.
1: So I'm pleased to be here today with Mike Kalen. He is the CEO of Cover Technologies.
0: Welcome, Mike. Thanks, Josh. Good to be here.
1: kind of would like to jump in with a little bit about your background, having success in the large carrier world, having done some work overseas, done a turnaround kind of in the wealth management space, and now, you know, kind of doing a pure play insurtech uh, startup with some really strong venture capital backing. So, you know, how that's impacted your perspective on insurtech and, and, and sort of how you see things uh, moving forward here.
0: Uh- Yeah. I mean, I I just feel uh, really energized right now uh, relative to where our industry is. And as you said, uh, my career started at Prudential. Um, I I was president of Hartford Life Insurance, great local company, um, was known at the time for being an innovator and doing things differently than some of the other traditional players. Um, And I can tell you the pace of change um, today is light years ahead. What you know, what took years to accomplish can now happen in months. And I think that's bringing just tremendous benefits to customers, to advisors, uh, to capital providers. And for the carriers that are on on board, uh, they're seeing tremendous lift in adoption if they can meet current customer requirements. So it's just it's a great time.
1: Yeah, that's great. So maybe you could... Um for the benefit of the audience, maybe share a little bit more about how Cover kind of fits into the overall insurtech landscape.
0: Yep. So um, Cover um, squarely fits in a big and growing piece of the life insurance marketplace. So Cover is a multi-carrier choice-based digital platform uh, that takes customers and advisors from how much insurance I need to comparative quotes to apply and buy in many times in minutes, where it used to take months. If your state of the art process three years ago was waiting for um, a client to come into your office so you could fill out a paper application um, and ask complicated medical questions that are very personal, um, nine out of 10 financial advisors would not choose to do that process. They would either refer that client to somebody down the street or they wouldn't do it at all. Okay, with covers process, um, the client journey is already pre-populated on that advisor's main planning interface. So if they're using MoneyGuide Pro or their company's own system, the client needs analysis for for life insurance, disability or long term care is already 50 percent completed. Because of the AI, the artificial intelligence that we put into the planning journey. So the the need for the client is already pre, pre-identified with that financial advisor. So they're halfway to having the journey. If that advisor now with six simple questions, none of which are medical questions, can get their clients' life insurance, long-term care or disability need taken care of because either cover or the insurance company, or a data poll does the rest. And we do it for the best insurance carriers with a single journey. So that advisor is also comforted with that they're bringing the best product to their client with a simplified journey. That's how far we've taken this journey in just three years. Yeah. So what we see is dramatically improved adoption. This technology really lets advisors say, you know, do what they say they're gonna do in a right. very modern way.
1: So so I'm curious you know having having been part of the founding team of a startup that kind of had a similar model and that it was sort of a B2B to C and and so the management level at the financial institution gets it but then you actually have to have the financial advisors use it and the customers and their customers use it. So I'm curious are there things that that your financial institution customers are doing to to kind of get people to take that first step or are there things you're doing to enable them to to, to, to be able to have that aha moment where they say, oh, wow, this, this is actually what it says it is.
0: One of the things, Josh, that you know is accelerating the pace of change is that uh, the firms that we deal with, almost all of them now have a mandate to digitize their business. Every one of the firms that we partner with has a commitment for digital transformation. So the first step is when we find that chief digital officer and they see what our technology can do, everything becomes easier to to get a partnership with that firm. When when we work through the traditional channels where it's just the head of the the life insurance product, you don't have the sponsorship at the top level of the firm and the mandate to go bring change in. So that's number one that I would say is when when we find the chief transformation officer or the chief digital officer, we have a champion inside of the company because they realize how significant the technology that we've built could be for for their business. The the next level, once you sell to a firm, is you still have to sell through to advisors. And our our biggest firm has 13,000 financial advisors. And we are the number one provider of insurance to that company. We became that within our first 18 months of our partnership. Um, And it started with top-down support from the firm. So they pushed it from the top down. We had to staff up, our call center, our sales support team, and our operations team to meet it. And, you know, those first couple of months were not easy. The behavior changes were, you know, it's not a light switch. It's a a dimmer. Um, You have to create some uh, initial supporters or raving fans. Uh, And when you get a, a couple of high profile advisors that say, this is different. And, and I will be doing more insurance because of this process, um, it becomes a bit of a, of a, of a tipping point.
1: So, um, you know, one, one of the things I, I think you've been blessed with is, is having been able to build a, an advisory board with some pretty, you know, experienced people, powerful names on it. You know, maybe you could talk a little bit more broadly Um, Just for other folks maybe who are, you know, entrepreneurial and maybe thinking about creating an advisory board, kind of how you've used it, how you built it, how you use it today.
0: When we formed the company, um, you know, we were one of the three or four insure tech companies that had a real shot at disrupting life insurance sold through financial planners and financial institutions. So we were fortunate uh, to attract some of the best and brightest Wall Street, fintech, insurance leaders to our advisory board. Um, We have 10 advisors. Um, We were uh, bold enough to offer all 10 of our advisors equity in cover. Um, You know, we gave up several percentage, percentage points of ownership in cover very early on. Uh, and the only thing we ask in return is for an active advisory board. So we meet with our advisory board twice a year. Um, we meet with some more frequently between our advisory board meetings. Uh, if we're trying to close a new account and they know somebody at one of our accounts, they will pick up the phone and make a phone call. Sometimes it's just to open a door. Sometimes it's helped, us, it's helped us to close a deal. Um Second is there's no shortage of ideas. So as we look to provide a better journey, um, you know, we get a lot of help in saying, hey, have you guys thought about this or that? Um, And I can help you uh, bring that into your thought process. So, you know, they have helped us, you know, a lot of ways. So, you know, I know founders struggle giving up equity, but I can tell you, for the 3 or 4% of equity that uh, we invested in our advisory team, I mean, we, have, we would not have a company without that advisory board. So, um, you know, if, if Shark Tank is, is your reference and, you know, one of the <clears throat> sharks uh, say that they're worth it, uh, the sharks are worth it. Yeah. So I, I strongly advise, uh, you know, formation of advisory board. I, I will say, though, you will only get the best advisors if you have the best ideas. The strongest people wanna affiliate themselves with true disruptive technology. So if you if you are lucky enough to get some great advisors, it's a great testament that you've built something of real value. Yeah.
1: You know, for, for folks maybe who maybe they're mid-career, maybe even late career, but they've they've basically worked, you know, in a carrier environment or in, you know, fairly traditional Insurance roles, and they're seeing, you know, this insurtech thing growing, and they're trying to figure out, you know, how do I maybe get into it as someone who who was able to make that shift. You know, what suggestions might you have for someone as to how to approach that and and and, and think about sort of the next stage of their career and in getting into insurtech?
0: Yeah, it's a it's a great question, and I. I've uh, been asked this before. Uh, my first response to this is um, that the the knowledge and skills that you have are are sorely needed in the insure tech space, and it's been proven over and over and over again. And what the industry has found and has proven that you know it's people with substance and experience and relationships. Uh, that make the difference between an interesting, you know, startup and a scalable company. And folks that have experience with carriers, with legacy systems, with complexities, those are sorely needed skills in in the insure tech world. Um, So there's a real growth in hiring, you know, mid-career and late-career people uh, to large operating roles on the insure tech side. You know the, the you know the other thing too is you have to change your mindset relative to compensation. Um, you know the, the notion of a large cash annual bonuses and uh, you know long term incentive phantom stock programs like they don't exist in the venture world. Uh, you, you get equity in the company that you build, um, and that's either going to be a huge attractor to mid mid and late career people. Um, or it's going to, you know, scare you to death because for a while you may not be making as much as you did. But, you know, again, for the people that have come to this side, it's a very refreshing way to build value. So, um,
1: yeah, yeah. my, I, I, my
0: advice I, is dive, dive in, engage. There's many ways to do it.
1: Great. Well, Mike Kalen, CEO of Cover Technologies, uh, really appreciate having you on. It was a, a great conversation and, you know, you got a lot of wisdom from your from your experience in the industry and and so I wish you the best of luck moving forward.
0: Oh, thanks a lot, Josh. Good to connect.